0: Welcome back to more of the Bob Harris Show here on the Mighty 790 KFGO and KFGO.com. And, of course, one of my favorite things to do here uh, during the program is to talk to some authors. We've had a lot of great ones over the years. And i tell you what, there's a new great book out called All of the Lionheart. It's by Brad Ricca. Some of you folks may know uh, some of Brad's works, uh, including Mrs. Sherlock Holmes and Superboy and uh, American Mastodon. And his latest work is this uh, true story about a woman heading out to Africa to find her long-lost uh, naturalist husband who has uh, disappeared. And Brad, thank you so much for joining us tonight here on KFGO.
1: Bob, thanks so much for having me on. So, for,
0: first of all, I have to ask you, you've done a lot with comics in your in your lifetime. Uh, what makes you go from comics mm-hmm. to all of the Lionheart?
1: Um, that's a great question. So I kind of, uh, like a lot of people, grew up on comics. And I mean, I love to read books, but I also love to read comics, and I kind of just hit at the right spot where um, my first book, Superboys, was about the two guys from Cleveland who created Superman. So I got to use my love of comics and also my, you know, reading stuff and and English major stuff, and it just came together. So um, I still love comics. I I write about them and, and, you know, talk about them and stuff. Um, but it's just that idea, I think, of of stories that are just so pushing the, the boundaries of the imagination. Um, that I really like those kind of stories in comics, and I think that's why I'm I'm drawn to those kind of you know too, too um, almost too good to be true stories in the real world.
0: And didn't you didn't you have did you make it or does somebody make one uh, a movie out of one of your books?
1: Um no there's been you know a couple of uh you know we're really interested and, and we'll call you back and 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 let's see how this goes and long wait type of things um uh, but no not not yet Oh okay okay
0: I thought I thought I heard something about last sun
1: Oh yeah so I made a um I made a movie um before uh the first book Superboys about um the two guys jerry siegel and joe schuster two cleveland kids who created superman um and that you know the experience on that it was really hard to do making movies is really hard i thought well it might be easier if i i write a book you know then you have unlimited budget and and you know people listen to to what you have to say so yeah that was that was me
0: uh we'll get to the book in just a second. I have to ask you another question because one of my favorite shows to listen to on radio is All Things Considered by NPR and you've been on that a few yeah. times. Uh, what 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 is it like to be on that show cuz that sounds like that could be a real kick in the pants.
1: That it's like one of those, you know, I'm just a kid from Cleveland. So when they um when they call you and say you to please hold for All Things Considered <laughs> um it's really a very surreal uh experience to put it mildly uh, i know they called me one time when the uh the model for um the inspiration for lois lane uh passed away and i had known her and they called you know me for a quote and it's so weird you talk to them and then you you hang up and then almost instantly, you're getting calls from your friends all over the, the country. Did I just hear you on the radio? Was that you? <laughs> uh, so it's, it's really weird. I mean, I'm very, very lucky to, to be able to do something like that. I still can't believe it.
0: So that was Noel Neal, then? Was that who you were talking about?
1: Um, no, it was the um, show. She's the one who played it. You're uh, very good. She was um, on the show. Um, this was the real-life um woman in Cleveland, who uh, one of the, the guys uh, eventually married, but they, they put an ad in the paper that they needed a model, uh, because they were going to do this character of Lois Lane, and she showed up, and she was like, you know, she worked under her student newspaper, and she kind of had all these Lois qualities to it, so it was a really cool story. That's
0: neat. That's very neat. Very neat. All of the Lionheart, it's it's a true story, and I'm really kind of shocked, Brad, uh, Ricka, that we haven't heard about this story before. Where where did you find out? Where did where did uh, Olive first uh, pop up in your uh, on your radar screen?
1: Yeah, so I, I'm shocked too. And like I, I said, these are the kind of stories I really like that that haven't have kind of been lost to us. Um, I, I found her just in a newspaper article. I was interested in, in writing about some of these uh, you know bigger concepts. I wanted to write maybe an adventure story. Uh, I was oh, I don't want to say stuck at home but I had uh, two young kids and a third on the way and I said well if I'm going to write something I want to uh, travel a little bit <laughs> um, even if it's just through the research and I was interested in Africa and her, her story just came up in an old newspaper that um, her fiance um, Boyd Alexander who you talked about went on an expedition to Africa and he disappeared and Uh, You know, she does this really extraordinary thing, and she doesn't have any uh, experience traveling or anything like that. And she says, I'm going to go to Africa and find out what happened. And that's where the story ends, and that's where I knew, well, there must be a lot more here, and I started digging. And where did you dig? Um, First, it was newspapers. Um, Then I found out that she had written a book. Um, that was you know, long out of print, a book about her trip, and that was great. Um, and other things like uh, Boyd Alexander had written a diary and had written a couple books. and then there's other like um, uh, army files and and things I found from a, a French embassy. that all sounds very James Bondish. Um, <laughs> but I, I had the book like pretty much done. And then I, I found that Olive actually had diaries, um, that she had kept and I couldn't believe it. And they were um and this is where it gets, you know, even more, they were being um they were in a castle on an island in Scotland, on the Isle of Skye, and, and they had a, uh, like a librarian, a curator there and I wrote him and I said, Hey, I'm working on this book um you know, could I see these? And I don't think anyone had looked at them before. And and he, it was really exciting. He sent the stuff back to me. And I realized that, you know, there were two stories here. There was the story of her adventure in Africa and then the story of what she was going through um, in her own life.
0: Could you tell through her diaries, was, was she scared about this? Because, you know, I look back at the old Tarzan movies with Johnny Weisweller and I think, you know, man, there's no way, at least back in those days, that I want to go to Africa. But uh, she had a great reason to go to, and, and, and she went. But was she scared about doing that?
1: That's the thing. I mean, and that's the thing why I am sort of endlessly impressed by her, is she doesn't seem scared at all. Um, And because the the diaries are very, um, very intimate. She tells you what she's feeling and she just wants to get there. And right before she gets on the boat, there's this great scene where she goes to buy a camera Um, or she had bought a camera and she needed some film. And um, she goes into the camera shop, gets some film, and she can't help but tell the, the shopkeeper, you know, hey, I'm going to Africa. And he pauses and he says, If you go, you will never return, Um, because he had seen so many people go and never come back. Um, And she just, she almost takes this as a challenge, that when she gets there, she doesn't like, I know I'm like you, Uh, I think I would go there with like all the mosquito netting on and be like, what was that sound? Um, But she goes and she just embraces everything and just absorbs it and learns it, and it's really, really cool.
0: All of the Lionheart. Brad Ricker is our special guest here on the Mighty 790 KFGO. We're going to take a brief break, and when we come back, Brad, I've got to ask you about those photographs. I'll tell you what, you published quite a few of them here in the book, and they are absolutely wonderful. I've got to find out where in the world you found those, okay? Sounds good. Brad Ricker, back with a moment in just a moment here on the Mighty 790 KFGO. Brad Rick is our special guest tonight, Olive the Lionheart, Lost Love, Imperial Spies, and One Woman's Journey into the Heart of Africa. Brad Rick is the author, and he joins us here again on KFGO. He's back with us. All right, you've got a bunch of these photographs of uh, those days that when she was uh, over in Africa, quite a few of them, a picture of uh, her husband and, uh, uh, well, beforehand, obviously, and uh, even an elephant hunt. Where did you find these? These are fantastic.
1: So the great thing is that Olive took the photos. Um, I mentioned that she you know, got this camera right beforehand, and one of the things that she did is she chronicled everything on film. And so she has this great record of kind of turn-of-the-century um, colonial Africa through all these photos, and it's just another thing that she really didn't get um, any credit for. And I'm hoping one of the things from the book is people realize how great these photos are and go back and look at them.
0: The uh the book I I just again I read it on a different note here. The book says it's not on sale in the UK. Why? Do you know the answer to that?
1: Um you know there's I just basically write the books and, and I let the oh. what <laughs> what what happens um
0: I was yeah, just curious, I mean, it's, all, it's
1: all rights and, and, and copyrights and all, all that kind of stuff.
0: I was just curious because I don't think I've ever seen that before, where somebody has you know I've, I've, I've seen book covers changed because of some reason, but never a book uh, forbidden to be sold in a certain country. I was just, just kind of curious. Well, yeah, this, this, yeah. this happened more than a hundred years ago, and I'm just curious, through the diaries, through the, all the information that you've come through. You know, give me a percentage. How much of it is right on? You know, are you right on the nose on this journey? Are you? It sounds like you're pretty doggone close, anyway.
1: Um, you mean as to how much I could get from it? Yeah, yeah. that's a great question. Um, I, I think you know you can you can never be. That is a really great question because you can never be. I think 100 percent on the nose um, because we don't have a time machine, right? Um that's why I always say if we invent if someone invents a time machine um I got to find other stuff to write about because then people <laughs> can just go back and see it. Um but I'm this one I'm I'm pretty confident uh because you pull things from a lot of sources you have what she's writing about and kind of local stuff and and photographs are great for me cuz I can you know just describe um, a photograph and, and put the reader right there. And, I, and I'm pretty confident that, you know, the picture's accurate, so that's what it's going to be. Um, so I'm, I'm pretty confident with, with this one for sure. But like anything, it's, it's the author's um, interpretation of it. It's not, you know, this is not exactly what happened. And I actually, with this book, I want readers to kind of think about that because she does keep a diary and she does write a book, but sometimes those two things don't agree with each other. So you have to kind of wonder, well, what happened and what didn't happen? Um, but then that kind of question, I think, makes it uh, makes it more fun to read.
0: Well, I've got an interesting question here. Somebody writes, uh, did you actually get the real diary sent to you, or did they send you copies?
1: Uh, they sent me scans, yeah, copies. Okay, yeah, that's why I wouldn't
0: think they would send them to you anyway.
1: So when we read this book,
0: you know the first thing I read when I, I just saw the title, what it was about, I thought, oh, hey, we're we're talking about Katherine Hepburn in the African Queen, but it's a much different story. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That'd but be a great one too, yeah.
0: What should what what when people read about this book, you know, because people literally have forgotten about her; they don't know who she was, uh, and now they know. What can we say? You know, I'm curious why she was forgotten, and how will she be remembered now after you've uh, people have read your book?
1: Yeah, I, I mean, it's it's always my hope with these these books that that it brings these people kind of back a little bit um, to be appreciated for what they did, and and not certainly as you know perfect people but real people who did you know really extraordinary things and for her it's it's she was definitely an explorer um she was a photographer she discovered all this stuff that's still in the british museum um and you know she just doesn't get credit for that but but more than that i think it's just the fact that she went um because that is something that not a lot of us would do and i think it's just that uh, just that simple act of, of just stepping off and saying i'm going to make this trip is is really something i think it's a real human story
0: i'm going to keep you a couple of extra minutes here brad sorry about that but i just wanted to ask you you know i mentioned yeah. about being nervous how, how i would be nervous because i watched you know the
1: tarzan movies and stuff was was oh, yeah. she
0: ever in was she ever in danger when she was in africa
1: uh, she was in a lot of danger and it's it's kind of funny because in her book she kind of brushes it off a little bit um but sometimes in the diaries you get you know you get to see how close she was i mean she came uh she went on a uh more than one lion hunt and came very close to a lion at one point uh and raised her gun and she realized that she had forgotten her bullets actually someone had taken them from her no um yeah there's a lot there's there's um, poisonous snakes. There's a, a, an African chief who tries to poison her. Um, there's hippos, actually, which are the most dangerous uh, things over there, which I sort of knew, but I didn't really appreciate until this book. And there's one, um, there's one incident where they come across a, a, 90% of the tribes there. Um, her encounters with them are really amazing, and she comes back with all this great stuff. Uh, but there's one tribe that's a um, a leopard cult, and they attack her, um, and it's really uh, very harrowing.
0: Now I don't know if we should let the people read the book, or if we should tell them: Does she ever find her fiance Boyd Alexander?
1: Well, you know, I, I, as spoilers, you know, so I always hate getting spoiled. Let them read, the read the book. Let them read the book. Let them read the book. But they'll be very surprised because I think one thing I can say is is she learns a lot about him that she is not prepared to find.
0: By the way, I do have to say that, you know, when, I, I love looking at book covers and such, but I looked on the inside cover, and I love the map of Africa that you put up there. I mean, yeah. I thought that was really, really cool, and that's uh, I, w- I would imagine that's back from the 1910s and 20s, right, when she uh, went out there?
1: Yeah. And I mean, it's been my dream since I was a little kid reading like, you know, um, the Hobbit, uh, nerd alert that to to have a book with a map in it. Um, and they put the map in this, you know, to help readers kind of go along. It really turned out It's really, really cool.
0: What's up next for Brad Ricka?
1: Um, I've got a, a couple, um, things I'm working on now trying to stay busy during all this, all this stuff like everybody else. Um, so hopefully a couple couple things uh, coming up the next couple of years. That was pretty vague, but still working <laughs> on it.
0: <laughs> Book I would imagine is available anywhere. I know some of the bookstores have reopened at least partially anyway. Uh, you can get yeah. them anywhere the in books, favorite bookstore online or
1: yeah um, anywhere you feel safe going um, your local bookstore or any of the places online.
0: All right, and let's go to the website and fi- where we find out more about Brad Ricker?
1: Um, Allofthelionheart.com
0: Allofthelionheart.com And we'll get this po- uh, podcast for you, too, by the way, folks, and we'll get a photograph of the uh, cover of the book. I'll take a picture of that and uh, put it up there as well. Brad, is fantastic talking to you. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Mighty 790 KFGL.
1: Thank you, Bob. It's really great.